Hey, y'all, this is the Drum Podcast. We're the heartbeat of the marketing and advertising industry. You know, hey, guys, I'm so appreciative of you guys listening today. But I can't, I can't do it all alone. You know, I have my team, my team here, my crew here from Bodega International. You feel me? So let me just introduce my team real quick. I got uh, Gertrude over here, all the way from Nairobi, uh, Kenya. Talk to him, Gertrude. Talk, talk to him real quick for me. Hey, guys. How are you? Um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so exciting to just talk to you. I'm going to have this banter with this lovely people. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. And then, um, I, but tell them, but tell them what you're doing for for Bodega International right now. Tell them what you're oh. doing. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm the public relations manager at Bodega. So basically, what we do is, um, I do is identify events, programs, and conversations that are that are in alignment with the brands we offer the services for. So basically, that's just that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Got you, I got you. Now, now let me go over to my mm. the most spiciest crewmate we got on the crew, real quick. You feel me? <laughs> I don't know if I'm spicy, guys. I'm not that spicy. That is a lie. <laughs> KG, that is a lie. We have Crystal Garner here. Yo, Crystal, talk to him real quick. KG, talk to him. Exactly, exactly. Crystal Garner by you know professionalism, but KG is the name. Um, winning is the game excited for us to have this opportunity to have candid conversations about our play in this whole marketing and advertising industry. I'm one of your amazing brand managers for Bodega International, repping New York City, but residing in the ATL. You know, best of both worlds right there with those cities. And I'm just <laughs> excited for the conversations we're about to have. It's going to be a vibe. We're going to keep it lit. We're going to keep it live. I ain't that spicy, you know, because I don't even like spicy food, so I don't even know how we got there, but, you know, whatever, JV. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you already know me. My name is Johnny Benson. I am the content strategist for Bodega International, coming all the way from Cleveland, Ohio, you know, the best city in America. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of laughter today. It's going to be a lot of a lot of tales, a lot of stories. We're going to get right into it. Y'all, listen. We've been together for like about two weeks, you know, <laughs> two weeks virtually, you know, y'all, y'all tell me how's it been since, since like when the team first got together, y'all tell me how it's been. Gertrude, catch it up, kick us off when we get you, especially since you're international too, yo, like you're, you're not even in the States. I know, I know, so, um, I, th- I think it's been amazing, first of all. I think, number one, it, it was just such a privilege, like being able to be part of Marcus Graham, yeah? But that is a given because of everything we're exposed to. But, like, for the process, let me tell you the first, like, it really took um, a lot of time just adjusting. The cultures are so different because automatically you can think that we have so much similarity because of our ethnicity and being black yeah but like the culture shock of how you guys relate with each other it's been crazy um just adjusting with the team for me um but otherwise i don't think we've really gotten into the work yet but i'm so excited so i'm just waiting to 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 know what we're going to be doing you know at least for our brand for the biggest um company we'll be working for so yeah, it's just it's been good. It's been good so far, scary, but it's been good. KG, <laughs> yeah. KG talks to me real quick, man. And now you know it's a process all over again. It's like 
you know, it's deja vu. I mean, it's the same, same situation when um, I had to join my organization, Alpha Kappa Alpha, for oh. we in the White House now, oh, the first in the front. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, you know, spending that nine weeks, one day, three hours, 29 minutes and 18 seconds with a group of women that I didn't really know. I knew some of them on campus, but just having to get to know them, learn them, listen to them, figure out their behaviors, how they like to work, how they like to receive information. And then I'll say going into like doing a Grand House TV show, being sequestered to a house for two months with a whole bunch of strangers and having to be forced to work on a team with them and figuring out how they work and, and, you know, and I feel like if we weren't in this pandemic, you know, it would have been that same type of vibe with us because we would have all been in the same place. But it's 10 times more difficult because we're virtual. Mm. Like, the funniest part in the past two weeks to me was finding out how short the team is. You know, like... <laughs> Be smooth. <laughs> Be smooth. You know, but I'm being honest because we don't get to have those those physical attributes um saw in person right now because of the times we're in so having this type of experience the third time around in my life but this time it's virtual it's challenging and you know i'm just grateful because you know i'm always i'm always a believer and you should always be a student you should always be learning so it's another form of learning of how to work well with others but so i got a question for you kg so and i probably haven't asked you or uh gertrude yeah gertrude this either like KG, why? Why? Okay, so I know you, KG. You do a lot. You do a lot. You know, trap museum. I, you you was doing stuff with the Hawks. You're hosting. Every time I talk to you, you either hosting something, you're working on something, you're in a meeting for somebody. You feel me? But my question is, why? Why do this? You see what I'm saying? When well, maybe the perception could be that you don't need it. So why would? Why do you take that? Why do you want to come upon this opportunity? I'm, well, I'm not going back to school to get my master's. It's just not something that's in my cards. When I was growing up back in the day, you know, just having a bachelor's is good enough, right? So right now, for me, it was like, I want to be a student and I want to learn, but what are the best ways to do that other than this, right? And also, like, I know, you know, my resume speaks for itself, but often I'll see stuff that I'm interested in and I wonder if I'm qualified for it. I'll, I'll I'll doubt myself in the sense of not knowing if I do things correctly. Yes, learning from experience is awesome. It's one of the best teachers. But I also want to make sure that I'm fully equipped when I walk into these rooms with the knowledge of the industry and how to measure the industry and how to research the industry. So to be a student again, that's why I decided to do this. You know, I want to continue to evolve. Like, I, I love change. I love learning. Now, now get you, too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass that question to you, too, as well. Like, why are you doing this program? Even in your out of the country, you're not even in America, you know? So yeah. why did you even come upon this opportunity? Like, why? Why, did you, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, so I'm just, I, I don't have a, a beautiful story like cages. Honestly, I'm just a serial application. Like, I apply to everything, you guys. Everything in this oh. world. Yeah, so... <laughs> um. I think, and honestly, the same thing KG said, I am such a learner and I love being a student. I'm like the, I love learning so much. And I think just being in a, in a situation with people who are equipped differently, who have that background, you know, of course, Larry and, um, and CJ, Sark, 
it's just it's an honor you know so i think um it's just the process of knowing that there's more to learn there's space for growing and 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 that's why i'm here just for the experience and for the opportunity to learn and to grow yeah <laughs> JB, why are you here, bro? Why, you like, you know, VIP of podcasting, content oh, creator. Why crazy. are you here? <laughs> Yo, why why am I here? I don't know. I get this like so little background on it. Like this is my third time applying for this thing, right? So I got in the third time. Oh. Whatever. Cool. You feel me? <laughs> got got better. <laughs> got better, got in. But um why? And this crazy thing about it, I thought I even needed because I was already doing a job already. That didn't, I didn't like it, bounced, you feel me? Had some money stacked up, so I was like, yo, let me just, like, just be free real quick for, like, a couple months, you feel me? <laughs> Till my money went low, you feel me? Just, like, let me just let me just vibe out, let me see what catches, and then I applied, and I got in. But, like, my thing is, like, I just want to be a student of the game, one. Two, I feel like um, there's not a lot of programs in this space that deals with, African Americans, and especially the program too, or like a organization mm-hmm. like a Marcus Graham that like, how can I put it? Like, you, have, it's not like that uppity professional black. You feel me? It's like the real like, yeah. it's real black people, like people that have really like culture, people that like do like you have people that have been through things in life, people that are nerds. Like you have black people that you relate to instead of just being like those uppity people that was like, yeah, you can't wear like corals. <laughs> you can't uh, wear locks. You feel me? You you can't yeah. do this. So, like, we'll, that's, we'll teach you how to code switch. I've been in a lot of like black programs or seen black programs that just basically teach you how to code switch in the industry. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Marcus Grand Project is teaching you how to be yourself. Be Exactly. And when you, so it's just like when I saw that, and I've and I've been helping out volunteering for a minute with them too, and just seeing how like they change lives. You feel me? Like I've yet to see someone that's come through this program or been touched by the program that don't have a bag. <laughs> they just don't and, and aren't like directors of something or like doing something. You feel me? Like they're always doing something, and that's the reason why I I did this. And it's crazy thing about it too, even me and the teammates. You feel me? Because like usually we're now we're in a pandemic, so we had to we had to go virtual. You feel me? Ain't nobody trying to catch that vid again. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to catch the vid. So how has it been being like virtual too as well? Like trying to get to know everybody and like because for me, it's kind of like that since I can't see nobody in person. I, I'm very big on like reading your energy, like body language and stuff like that too. You feel me? So like I might like try a joke mm-hmm. with you to see if you like a jokey person. You feel me? like <laughs> we me and KG roast Phil all the time. We another team member named Phil. Yep. We we get on that beard <laughs> every time. You feel me? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but I'm gonna test the waters real quick. But since we're not in person, um, you miss those moments where like you can joke with somebody or like. You can be, you can see, like Dan, like he he has a bad, he's having a bad day, or she's having a bad day. How can I help or comfort my uh, teammate? You feel me? So how has it been for y'all just being in this virtual space? It's been cool. I mean, because I really didn't really have to experience much of a virtual space until this project. So you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. Like we were closed in Atlanta from March to June, and we've been open ever since. Yeah, y'all, so, y'all in Atlanta, y'all tripping. Y'all, y'all, uh, <laughs> no mask thinking, on, no nothing. See, you're looking at the wrong videos. You know, you, you're sounding like how 
we are perceived in media. Oh. You're taking what, you know what I'm saying? You're seeing what you see that's being promoted on social media, but that's not always the case, right? Or just being per- portrayed in the media. For me personally, I mean, everywhere I go has a mask mandate. Pretty much majority of the places still take your temperature. That's kind of like dying out because we've learned that that doesn't really help. Yeah. A lot of places make you sign a proclamation that you haven't been in contact or had COVID in the past 14 days. Most of the events I go to, they test you on the spot or you can't go to the event without a test. We have a mask mandate at the museum. So, I mean, I mean, I get tested basically every week and I haven't had it. So I get what the media is showing, but pretty much if you look at the other side, if you see the other side of the hand, if you're here, you'll see that's just more so just irresponsible spaces. But that's not all the spaces here in Atlanta. That's not my workspaces. So, you know. I'm not trying to get the vid. I wash my hands all the time. I've already had a little bit of a sanitation thing where I've always just using sandy. So, you know, you know, this, but getting back to the virtual thing, like it's been kind of cool to, to sit back and get to know people and take different cues from people, uh, the way they talk or their tone. You know, I think it's making us all stronger on how to read people, you know, just, just being virtual. Being in a place where everyone right now, everywhere else, everyone's doing Zooms and Google Meets and whatever that ring century was we did the other day. <laughs> like doing all these different virtual calls. So, I mean, I think it's cool. it's cool because it's teaching us something that we never had to really do before. And we're in a cohort, which that's even more difficult. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's making us stronger and better. Talk, now, talk to me from the international standpoint because, like, Usually this program is done in person. You feel me? So like the the virtual mm-hmm. side is like a high key blessing that you're here. You feel me? Like it's like kind of like the I hate to say it, but it's like something being messed up in the world kind of gives someone a blessing. You feel me? In, this, mm-hmm. in in disguise. So it's like how do you, how do you feel being virtual? And we be having meetings. And I don't even know what time. <laughs> you be. I never time. know what. I never know what time it is for you, Gertrude, and I also don't know what time it is for y'all Central Time people. They always y'all always confusing me, and I'm really not good at that. I'm like, like we have a call at eight, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm like, wait a minute, that means it's nine. You, you right? feel me? Okay. Mm-hmm. You get you, you like we we and the thing about you, I I do love about you is that like, it no matter what time the call is, your energy is high and the same. So tell me your experience being like, being virtual. <laughs> with people on the other side of the world? Okay, so um, I think there are two sides to it. Definitely, um, okay, not even two sides. Honestly, I feel like this has been a con for me the whole year. Like, I've gotten so many opportunities to to travel this year, yeah, because of programs like this, Marcus Graham as well, but all of them have, have been limited because of COVID. So I think that was really disappointing, and I'm very... Like I'm a very active person, especially in person and and physical energy and just hugs, you know. So um, I just felt like, honestly, I I felt very limited. I think I was one of the most disappointed people during this time. Yeah, and my whole like I was talking to a friend. My whole time zone has she said to you guys. So like in during the night, I'm awake, working. Um doing my my things and then we meet and then we work together and then during the day I'm asleep. So everything has shifted according to you to Marcus Graham. So I, I feel like I've been I've been it's been emotionally crazy for me, I can tell you for a fact. 
not as glamorous as <laughs> no, it, it it hasn't been at all. Yeah. That's yo, that's yeah, that's crazy. We no one thing about it real quick. We appreciate but, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you but like i really love i i'm so sorry to interrupt but i really love the lesson that you've mentioned kg about the fact that we've been able to grow in other ways you know and the fact that we really needed to stretch ourselves to understand um each other through the virtual channel so yeah there's also that i i feel like there's growth in that sense that like growth <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Who loves, who loves doing it? It's a lot. So, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some of the things we've been doing in the like couple of weeks. We 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 presented our uh agency to the world. You know. Yeah. We yeah. we went through oh, we no. went through uh <laughs> we went through everything to do that. You feel yeah. from from us just like hitting each other up. Be like making each other accountable. That's the one big thing. Making each other accountable. We don't know mm-hmm. people's like body language, so you don't know if you're like, are people really irritated or not. <laughs> some people don't care. Some people do care. But it, it, we gotta get stuff done. You feel me? And then yeah. just also too that like one dope thing we're doing. We did that past thir- Thursday was the agency visit for uh, Wiserman and mm-hmm. uh, laundry service too. Like. Let's let let's let's dive into that real quick. Like KG, talk to me real quick. Who, who, how did you just going through the agency visits, hearing the people talk? You know how how was it for you? The best part of the agency visits was seeing people that look like us. You know, I come from New York City, where people that are in these positions that have these titles, that have these opportunities, do not look like us. And if they do, it's normally just like one person like it's it's just a token which you know going through it they probably are tokens in different departments of the agency but it just felt refreshing to have the whole call reflecting us like it was mirror images of us and who we are as creatives um that probably was the the most meaningful part to me with the agency visit um it's just 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 feeling like, it felt like Atlanta. It felt like Atlanta. Atlanta feels mm-hmm. that way. Moving here and seeing people in high level positions that look like me was a, a blessing and an honor. So having that agency call and these people are in major cities yeah. that often don't have people that look like us in them and, and, and them working in these spaces. So seeing that was just like, a moment you know i had to like really smile on the inside and i knew some of the people on the call so that was also kind of cool like people that i knew from back in the day grind hustling in new york i forgot and (laughs) you're a celebrity of the crew i swear like me you can't deny you was on tv so i i don't want to hear nothing i mean that was that was a couple of years ago like Mm -mm. it's it's still it's still it's still on the bt plus it's it's still there it's still there though tune in y'all if you didn't watch it get the views up maybe they'll do a season two and let me (laughs) but um get you how how was it for you um so i like i felt I think now when I when I spend more 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 time with you guys, and definitely it's an international problem. Um, when uh, like a starting group, that my words, <laughs> um, we are underrepresented in this 
big companies um, in this space is it's, it's the truth, it's the reality. But like here in Kenya, <laughs> we've said the international perspective so much, but from my international perspective, at least here in Kenya, I have, it's not a problem. That's the reality. It's not a problem. I mm. see, um, I see black people owning, uh, owning big companies as CEOs of companies, you know. So I think, um, and despite that happening, the reality is that we are all competing on a global level. And at some point, we'll only be limited to Kenya having black people in CEO positions. So I think I'm broadening my perspective and relating to the issues you guys go through because here yeah, I'm so guarded. Like, I'm like, I see as black CEO and I'm like, that can be me tomorrow, you know. But like, understanding your perspective and the fact that that's not the same for you was very interesting and heartbreaking and mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, it was it was a wake up call it truly was a wake up call yeah and the fact that um i'm so privileged i'm very privileged to to be in a space where i can i can i can imagine myself in that position tomorrow and for you guys it's like 10 you need to work 10 times harder yeah, so yeah, that was my experience. that was my experience. Yeah, it was just like crazy. Just I don't even say crazy. Just like seeing, um, an abundance of African Americans in the ad space. One, two, oh. they weren't just like entry level. <laughs> like they weren't just like the entry level people. Like yeah, they were directors of this, VPs of that. Like I think we only mm. talked to maybe one or two, maybe one person that was entry level. Everybody was like mid to senior level, I believe. So. And they were all cool, all cool, all cool yeah. people. Kept it real with us. Want those? Like, yeah, want those like code switching? Uh, you, you you can't say this around the. You know, nah. It was real people talking about the real thing. I think one thing that spoke out to me was um, we talked to a a, a gentleman by the name of Christopher Parker, I believe his name was, and from. Number one, it was special to me because he was from my city, like straight like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the one I kept roasting you, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he tried, he tried, he tried, he tried, he tried to oh, play no, me like I'm like 40 minutes away from the city when I'm really 30 minutes away from via streets. Oh my god, there ain't no freeways, <laughs> but we ain't gonna get into that, okay? Ten minutes, ten minute difference. Ten, ten minute difference. You feel me? It still, it still gets busy out here. <laughs> but um, just. Understand that he came from my city, and him saying off of Cleveland, Ohio, I'm like, yo, what? Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, here you're from Cleveland, bro? Like, nah, you can't. Like, coming from my city, there's a lot. You feel me? There's a lot, and just also too, just um, hold on, yeah, it's just a lot going on, and just knowing that people don't make it for entertainment at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, it just it was just crazy seeing that. Um, people really know what they're talking about too. People really having an understanding of what what they're saying and just showing us their work. And it's like, yo, like, dang, black people are doing things on our side. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So just yeah. seeing that and hearing that was like just real dope. And also too, like, I also want to get into this. And KG, let, let me hear from you first. How has it been being black in spaces? Give me, give me, give me that. Give me that. <laughs> being no, 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 not being black. Let, let's, let, we're not. I'm, I'm gonna get deeper into it. Being a black woman 
a woman in those spaces. You feel me? When when black women lead the statistics in a lot of things, <laughs> but still being maybe um discriminated against, um not appreciated and stuff like that. You speak to me on that. Absolutely. Um, it's awesome because <laughs> let me tell you why it's awesome to me because I like being different. You know, I like being something that people look at and they wonder what can she accomplish? What can she do? And I like a challenge. So for me, you know, I look at me being the only black woman in the room as my niche. You know, that's what makes me different and unique from the people in the space. And that's a blessing because most women, and I know this because I've sat on panels, I've had these discussions, and it's like, it's so hard. And it's just, no, you got to, you know, your thoughts really dictate your actions. Your actions dictate how the day is going to be. And for you to constantly put those negative thoughts in your head when you walk in a room, if you walk in a room and it doesn't reflect you and you go in there and you start to whimper into yourself and you start to cower into yourself and not be all that you can be, then I'm not sure how, and, and it's possible you could still be successful, but I'm not sure how you become successful and grow if you don't allow yourself to be your true self in those spaces. So I just walk, you know, when I walk into places, I might be the only person that looks like me. And that's great because I'm the change that needs to happen in this space. And I just, you know, I don't allow, I don't allow feelings, you know, I don't allow no's, I allow not yet, you know, so it's all about your mindset. And I think that's why I have a different perspective on it because I've gotten where, to where I am today because of my mindset and how powerful my mind is and what I allow in my space and my energy. Uh, I, I... You know what's crazy with me? I have a, such a different. You see, I, I and I and I love the confidence. You know, and and, and I and, and I know confidence. Confidence doesn't come overnight. <laughs> you, you feel me? And I, and, I, and I knew that came from the journey you had with me. It's so I don't know. I get anxiety. <laughs> I get anxiety. Mm. I, I, I have anxiety. Number one, I was. I, I've. I've. Trans, this is gonna be a transparent pod. We gonna, when we do these weeks. <laughs> We're gonna have authenticity. <laughs> I love that. And we're gonna be transparent. I, me personally, I, I have, I have anxiety, and I've been diagnosed with anxiety depression. So boom. But mm-hmm. I have anxiety when it comes to me knowing, be always being different. I love being myself. I like, I love being myself. But when it comes to being the only different person in the space, that's when it gets weird for me. You feel me? Because I'm like, oh, I want to talk. Mm-hmm. I want to talk. <laughs> I'll, like okay okay cool like i'm the black guy that like listens to like yeah. music but I, but I still like play pokemon <laughs> i still play the new pokemon <laughs> come but on see here. what you what you got to realize johnny is that you're not you got to look at it as the people that you're walking into those spaces with right. like the same thing they like trap yeah. music and pokemon it's <laughs> just they just probably have a different hue yeah you know or a different <laughs> amount of zeros in their bank account but you got to look at them as they're literally the same. They like the same things. Believe me, that's how come 
they try to. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna say that. I don't, let me. <laughs> well, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep it worth. Yeah, I'm about to get really real. You feel me? But you know, they like they like these things and they think they know it. You know. Come on, now. <laughs> that, that we we gotta. If you was gonna get spicy like the, I told you the spicy one in the group. Want to get spicy like that? That's a off the. That's off the market. Y'all gotta give me. Kicked out of MGP already. Right. That's why we here to keep it authentic. Um, get true. <laughs> you um, and let me know from your perspective. I know because I've seen international perspective. Now, you know, <laughs> but even just seeing people, but seeing people come. So seeing people come from being international students coming into America, right? Mm. I had a friend one time. I'll give you a quick story. I had a friend one time that me and they were talking, and he was. I don't understand this. He was like, he was from Nigeria, so he's like, I don't understand, like, like this racism stuff. You feel me? He was like, yo, like y'all get treated so differently for like the smallest things, <laughs> like, like, like the smallest things. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And even though like y'all experience, uh, colon- like colonization and colonialism and stuff like that over there, but he was just like, yo, it's just so weird and different. So how do you, how do you look at um even just being black in spaces from our perspective, how do you think about from your perspective? How do you even think about like, maybe we, I don't want to get deep into the racism conversation, but like, how do you even mm. think about it from our perspective over here? <laughs> I know it was loaded. Um, I'm so sorry if it was too loaded. For yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, so which question? <laughs> um, but, oh, I, can I tell you, I, we we always talk about this with my sister and we're like, if we need you guys, like Black Americans who have experienced racism to come to Kenya and just feel love, because here, like everybody, definitely there just, there's racism here and there, but like we need you guys to feel the love here because it, aside from um tribal issues and and social classes, like the playing ground is equal, you know, for everybody of, for every, for literally almost everyone, yeah. But like for here, I believe white supremacy really got into our heads. I also don't want to get so deep about it, but like there's some sort of um, justice, the white man or the white man, you came to save us. You know, there's just there's like a there's like a we, we we don't understand we are doing it, but it's something that we do subconsciously because the Western culture has has taken over the world. Um, we we try and emulate what guys do, what the other race does, you know. So um, I don't know if I've answered your question, but definitely that's the experience for us here. Like the level ground is is very equal. I'll tell you there's like these intense gender issues, but um, for us there's just this. Um, inherent perception of the white man as very superior, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it 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 makes sense because that's what we've been taught for a very long time, you know. So yeah, that's definitely our perception here. That you guys should come here and feel the love. <laughs> we need to come. <laughs> and also yeah. for me, just like um, like I was saying earlier, and I pre and Kage, I pre I appreciate that that uplift and that advice too. Is really just um, just having to be myself. That's really the big thing in knowing that other people were successful by being themselves. 
you know, oh, and you have to. And I think that's I think that's really being because like some people get lost in the in the code switching or just being, um, just not being themselves. They get lost in the sauce. I've seen people like just be like, I know, I know folks. I know a person right now, corporate America, Fortune one hundred company type dude. You would not know until you go ask close friends on Instagram. He a whole different cat. <laughs> <laughs> whole different whole different man you feel me so ah, it's just so crazy and then like but from y'all perspective and we're gonna we're gonna talk about um going over real quick what what do you think is some of the solutions for the lack of diversity in our in our industry and even from there like can can stuff be changed? That's really the question, you know. I think it's, it's I think it's over time, honestly, and it can change and it will change and it is changing because at the end of the day, we are becoming such a diverse mixed people. You know, we are crossbreeding in different races. So in a few years, it won't. It it's going. That's all it's going to be. You know, it's going to be everyone's going to be mixed, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it takes it takes allowing. For the old to get out and the new to come in, and that's slowly but surely starting to happen. So once that actually happens, that's pretty much the only way. Is the only way is to have the most seats at the table. Right now, we're sometimes getting one, maybe two. Nowadays, with the with the guilt that everybody has from Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's been going on recently with the protests, but. We need to have the majority of the seats at the table so that we can control the narrative. So I think, you know, it's going to just take some time because, I mean, when you're sitting comfy in your job, you don't want to retire if you're getting bonuses and all this stuff. You don't want to just, it's nothing, you know, and it's probably not even anything against us. It's like, this is my job, this is my livelihood, this is known all my life. And I can't get mad at the hustle and the grind, but eventually they're going to have to retire. Mm-hmm. individually we will be having those seats and then we'll be the majority and I, I honestly that's what I see happening and I see that being the only way like these programs of course building us to make sure that we are ready now see us getting there that's a thing but we have to be ready mm-hmm. so having programs like MGP that train you and teach you how to do it the way that is acceptable in these agencies that is up mm-hmm. to the quality and up to the qualifications and, um, you know, just the expectations, that's what's necessary. Not just the schooling because, you know, that's that's just wash, you know. Mm-hmm. College is cool, but, you know, just honestly, everyone always talks about they got where they got through their experience. So having programs like this that takes people's experience and puts it into a curriculum to teach mm-hmm. us real life situations and give us yeah. opportunities with real life companies. I love that. That's that's what's gonna actually have us prepared and ready. Cause you know, a degree is not gonna be enough, but a degree can get you in that door once you have starting to fill those seats. Right. You know what crazy mm-hmm. thing about it for me, I think there's a couple things that needs to happen. Um one, it has to start early. It has to start before I wanna say before college. It has to start the the that in that in the space that you can do anything you want to do, <laughs> you know, like the knowing the possibility, like, yo, but the people that look like you do the things that you didn't think you could do 
or like, cause you, you know those like those jobs that you just never think of, like who does this? Like you feel me? Like who who makes commercials? <laughs> who plans like uh, who who puts who puts ads on my phone? You know, like who does those things? Uh-huh. And knowing that like, and you never think about it's someone that looks like me, or it's the person that walks yeah. down the street. It's not even my cousin or my uncle. <laughs> you think it's a nerdy person. You think it's someone that looks totally different, but it is you. And and those yeah. those stories must be told early on. Two mm-hmm. programs like Marcus Grand Project, you know, and and and, and I, we also watched the um the film The State of We, and um mm-hmm. just highlighting the the work that Larry and Lincoln has have done, and just them really um seeing like seeing the problem like no, there's not enough people to look like us in the, in these spaces. But 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 one thing I want to talk to what one point you said, KG, is is like the at the table spaces at the table, right? And these people mm-hmm. will be gone at one point. But also, too, I think that what we've lost was that we always try to chase the seats that are limited, right? That have already been predestined, predetermined of how many people can sit these seats. And they might let one or two of us sit the seats. Why can we not create our own tables that mm-hmm. we can control how many seats? <laughs> What's going to be the COVID limit for, for exactly. us? Exactly. No, no, no. I'm never opposed from creating a table, but just understanding that mm-hmm. a lot of these brands and companies have a lineage of how they do yeah. things. That's right. And, and that might create a, Exactly. And we could create mm-hmm. a table, but who says they're going to allow us to take care of their brands and push their brands. You know what I'm saying? Like it would, and it's not something, I'm not saying it's not something that can't be done. It can't obviously be done. It's being done. I know agencies that are starting to get these opportunities like on the ground or Shaq's new agency that just launched, like they're getting these opportunities. It's just, it's going to take a while for it to get to the point of these agencies that we're on these calls with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these companies, they're locked into long contracts with different agencies and then the new agency got to put a bid in and why should we switch from our current agency to a new agency? So it's, it's going to take a lot of, yeah, you can create a table, but then if we want to get into these brands, we got to get into these brands teams as well so that we can pitch for us to have these new tables to represent them. So it's all around. It's not just, you know, the agency, it's the actual brands that we're trying to represent as well, getting on their internal brand team. And making sure that we, you know, are speaking to the culture. And, you know, it, it's, it's the craziest thing to me is for a company, a brand, to have a target market of us and, and not have any one of us on their team. Oh, man. Talk to them. Talk to and them. the state of we really highlighted that. They exactly. really, really highlighted that. Like, how can you serve me and there's nobody with my perspective, nobody with my experience in your team is insane. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's crazy. Like you have these people that, yeah, like you were saying, Andrew, like you have these people that be like, "Yo, like this is what this demographic loves." Um, and I've been like, I've been, in, I, I've been in like in, no, in those spaces where they're like, "Yo, this demographic loves this." And I'm like, "Do they? <laughs> like, do they? Yeah. <laughs> like, do they? Is the really? target market really this? Like, do they really, do you really like these things? Do you fully understand?" What's yeah. what's going through my head, my daily day to day stress? Are you doing this because, um, that's that's what's acceptable. That's what that's like that. I I call it corporate activism. That's what I call it. <laughs> I call it corporate. Activism. <laughs> and I and in my head, corporate activism is just making a chess move when it's safe. Cause so, cause so another company had to make a move before another company made a move, right? 
And someone had to be the the the, the guinea pig to test the water to see how deep it is so other companies don't drown in the lake, you know? Because no one wants to be that person that drowns. <laughs> no one wants to be that person. And so when one company yeah. like, oh, it's safe to not drown. All right, cool, it's safe to give everybody Juneteenth off. And it doesn't mm. sound wild. Okay, we can do it too. Like, yo, it's okay to stand up for police, not to stand against police brutality because every big company has done it. Like, okay, cool. We're number two on Fortune 500. Number one it's did it. So thing. cool. We're good. Like, it's group thinking. But also, too, does it come from genuine um, intention? Genuine intention. And yeah. I'm thinking about how there's a point KG made about how. Um, the reality is that this, like these companies, have a lineage and they have the experience in the market share. Yeah, but I feel like there's also a new way of looking at it. And I was really emphasizing this during my application in the Marcus Graham project because they were like, um, "So you guys will create a pop-up agency and um, you will be providing services to upcoming bla- to upcoming brands, um, underrepresented brands." And I'm like, we are the pioneers of this new age of black marketers in this species. And when um, Johnny said that you create your space, you create the table, I'm 100% for that. Yeah. And I think that if those brands, those big brands don't allow us to get into those spaces, we start with the small upcoming brands, make them the next Nike, the next Apple, the next Google. And I think it's a, it needs to be a labor of love, truly, because... Um, it won't be tangible and there'll be so many obstacles and roadblocks. But I think that if these brands don't let us in, we need to start with our own and what our own are doing, you know? So I think that's what getting experience. That, that's our thing. You know, whether you're a huge company that has, you know, a reputation, and everybody know, you know, and they, or if you're a small other company. That's Bodega International, in case y'all heard. Plug us in, plug us But yeah. Go ahead, Jen. And it's just like, and I don't know, yo. Like, I, in this in this conversation, probably, it won't it won't be done tomorrow. It won't be, it definitely ain't going to be done by the, 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 the amount of time we got for this podcast. But I just challenge everyone out there to think about your experiences. If you are a person of color, please think about how you can open a door for someone else that looks like you. You know, if you, yeah. if, if you are a person that wants opportunity, understand that your color is not just just, just the tone of your skin. It's it, it's culture. It's history. It's innovation. You know, just, just thinking about yeah. those certain things. And also, too, if you're a person that is not of our color, <laughs> how can you... What's that like? <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct. You feel me? But I'm trying to get... I'm on my... I'm, I'm on my... Look, we're in the home stretch here, so I'm trying to get my... my, my, my you know what I mean? My testimonial. Yeah, get your, get, get we, your testimonial you out. You feel me? We'll Pre- get out Preacher, Preacher and, Benson. You, know. you feel me? So, um, if you're a person... If you're a person that doesn't look like us, how can you help? How you can help is by supporting programs like Marcus Brand Project. How you understand is understanding your privilege in the workplace and how your privilege can affect another person in the workplace too that looks that is a person of color. And also to be understanding and also to admitting your ignorance, but also to learning from your mistakes. Those are some key components to, <laughs> so we could solve this problem, the lack of diversity. 
you know, <laughs> not just, you know, not just going to the, the, the DNI meeting every Monday, <laughs> you know, and trying to actually trying to see, hey guys, we should have a, you know, what I mean a, a Black History Month cookout. Nah, <laughs> I need more than that. <laughs> I need more than that, you know. And so, that's one thing too. Um, any other last thoughts before we close up here? We about to close up shop. To the uh, to the drum podcast, you know that we're, we're we're getting tired of performing for you guys tonight. <laughs> I just I just wanted to piggyback when this will be my last word on what you said, Jen. Talk to me about you know just making sure that we are bringing others to the tables with us. And I was talking in a meeting about um, just developing. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on not allowing gentrification to happen here in Atlanta and be a part of the redevelopment of the communities. And, you know, so I was in a high-level meeting, and one of the uh, partners was talking, and he said something so key, and I was just trying to understand it at first. Because when he said it, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, okay. He said it's harder for us to try to push people, push our people up, than it is for us to go to where we are supposed to be and reach down and pull them up. Mm. And I was like, wow. You know, because often, you know, everyone's like, hey, we're on the same page. Let's, 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 you know, collaboration is great, but it's like sometimes you need to go ahead and do what you need to do, get where you're supposed to be, and then reach back and pull your person up. Because sometimes taking on the energy of other people can weigh you down and that allow you to get to where you need to be. You know, like when you just think about that level of groupthink of, hey, I'm I'm doing this, I have this going on, and this person's like, yeah, it's taking so long, it's so difficult. And the next person, yeah, why is it so, you know? And it, it, sometimes that energy can bring you down. Sometimes you need to be in your own space, focus, strive, get to where you gotta go, and then reach back and pull those up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, that's my that's my last word. You know. For this, mm. for this moment of the girl podcast, <laughs> you got you got any last words for us? Two, five take us out. Um, I think once you're in those seats and you're in that table, I feel like just I I can't emphasize it enough to never ever 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 compromise your culture and who you are and um your your blackness. Let me just say because we are in a very open conversation here, so I think um. And energy is really, really felt, and people feel your energy. And any time that you mm-hmm. compromise that, they know that they can disrespect you. You're a representation Ooh. of a whole. Um, <laughs> you're a representation of a whole, <laughs> of a whole race. You know. So the minute that you disrespect yourself by watering yourself down, you 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 fail yourself. You know. So yeah. Um, once you enter those seats, just be truly, wholly, um, unshakably yourself. That's my last part. Yeah. Gotcha, mm. gotcha, so. I love it. Before we leave, I'm going to plug one thing real quick. You know, Marcus Grand Project has 
the uh, I Create Sports Marketing Workshop in Detroit. So, Marcus Grant Project is teaming up with the Detroit Pistons and looking for a diverse group of strategic thinkers yeah. and creative designers interested in sports marketing. You want to learn from industry leaders about the business of sports? Test your talent and compete beyond the court at the I Create Sports Marketing Workshop with the uh, Detroit Pistons. The last day, the last day, listen, people, the last day to apply is April. 26 you you miss 100 percent of shots you do not take so please mm-hmm. apply please apply from a person that came through the cleveland one i know that detroit is going to bring that heat so you please apply y'all and then also too now since i plugged in i, pl- I plugged the big brothers in you feel me now it's time to plug us in bodega exactly. international is open for business yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> We're open. <laughs> no, for real, we're, we're open. We we provide we provide an abundance of services for you guys. If you want to uh, just t- tap in with us at Enter the Bodega, Enter the Bodega on all uh, all major platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we're on LinkedIn too for you pro- for you professional people too, like <laughs> soon Thai folks. Go out there too. So yeah, hit us up. Uh, connect with us. You can go on Instagram and follow all of our amazing crew members. It's, even though we're just us three. We have like mm. God, like eight more people. <laughs> We've got eight more amazing people. A whole village. A whole village. And you, and you, and throughout mm. this journey with us, you will we will, we will bring them on. You will hear them as well. So and and, and that being said, I just want to say um goodbye, guys. You feel me? And just remember too. The one 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 quick thing I can say real quick before we leave. The um trusting your mind, trusting your heart, because the heart was the heart is the first drum, you know. So hey, <laughs> oh, Johnny, look at you. Come on now. Yes, uh-huh. right, I yeah, love boy. it. Pe- peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Bye bye. Don't bye.